Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nerd Soup. I am Bo Oliver, joined here today with Aaron the Nerd Soup Monkey, and we are here to review episode 3 of Moon Knight. Crazy, wacky show, it's only getting crazier, but before we do that, I want to let you guys know that you can listen to this review on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts simply by clicking our podcast link, that's nerdsouppodcast.buzzsprout.com, and you can find all the places where our podcasts are published. All right, let's get into the review. Aaron, what did you think about this episode three? I like this episode, and I feel like I've really enjoyed these first three as a whole. I think the takeaway so far for me has been just Oscar Isaac and his performance. Still don't know if it's a good English accent because of my dumb American ears, but for me it works. And the way he's able to switch uh, in between the two characters, I think I've uh, really enjoyed. And I think the performances have been the strongest part. Look at Ethan Hawke as the adversary. And I think it had some good action sequences. I'm still trying to fully immerse myself into this world and everything like that, but I think so far it's been pretty solid. And I am looking forward to the next three and seeing how it all unravels, but I, I think as an introduction, we're finally like you know getting to know this character. But at the same time, we have no idea what's going on with this character because he's just so unstable, and that adds just a level of intrigue while watching the show and seeing all that play out so far has been really interesting. Yeah, and they added a new layer to that, right? I guess the biggest takeaway from this episode was that Mark and Steven, there's another personality taking over the body, so they're unaware of that. And obviously, when you read about his Wikipedia page, there have been multiple personalities, multiple, multiple in the comics. Uh, but a lot of fans have a good idea of who it is. But I think that was interesting uh, to, because it just hits you out of nowhere. I complained about the editing, that they were making it too obvious when they were switching. But when you throw in that there's a personality beside the three that we've already seen, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that they didn't, you know, they, they showed us that, but they didn't give us an answer in this episode. So I keep hearing episode four has a crazy cliffhanger. And I've, I wonder if that mystery uh, personality has something to do with it. Yeah, I think he's probably the more brutal one I've read. Like he's like, yeah, maybe he was, Cause I was, I was the like, one that was killing people in that first uh, episode. Dude, because I was confused because every time they would like have those shifts and cut out, like he would leave bodies just gushing blood everywhere and whatnot. But when you see him fight Mark and when he's actually Mark and you actually get to see the fight, no blood. I was like, oh, so only when he like spazzes out, maybe that's when he's more violent or they just didn't want to show that on Disney Plus. But maybe this other character is taking over and he's just brutal and he's the one that's dismembering these poor folks. Well, not poor. They're trying to like kill people, but. No, they're definitely part of a cult. Yeah. At first, I thought it was Mark trying to kind of hold himself back from those violent methods for Steven's sake. Yeah. Because Steven was so startled by it. But now, yeah, when you look back on episode one, you can imagine that's the mysterious personality there. You know, the unknown guy. Steven's annoys me. I like him, but like, let Mark do his thing. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a backseat driver. But yeah. sometimes you got to let the mercenary, like you said, do his thing. Yeah. But, um, or else you're going to fucking die. Like when he changed in the middle of the fight and got himself impaled. <laughs> Even though that suit, I like the Mr. Knight suit better. Still, the, the Moon Knight suit itself, it just feels too fake. Even the action to me, it's not that interesting to look at or fun. I, I much prefer Moon Knight when he's just Mark Spector at this point. Like when he was running across the rooftops in the beginning of the episode yes, trying to find awesome. it. I thought that was, yeah, that was more interesting to me. Even that fight, because he was, you know, it felt like he was holding back a bit. Yeah. Trying not to kill anybody, but still, he's a great fighter. And I think the biggest, like, complaint I have so far, and it, like, doesn't really ruin the show for me by any means, but I, uh, the effects are, aren't are that great. 
um, very noticeable to the point where yeah, they're really starting to stand out. Yeah. Even at times, Egypt, the setting of Egypt looked really pretty. Uh, I think bringing it to the modern day, because I think Hollywood for so long has always kept Egypt in like 1300 BC. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. But there, yeah, there are times where the green screens are just standing out, mm-hmm. where that's not Egypt anymore. That's just a, a screen. And usually with Marvel, it's like when you watch a, one of the films, you don't really notice it while you're watching. It's when people bring up screenshots and like point it out after the fact. You're like, okay, now I notice it. Thanks for ru- thanks for ruining that scene for me. This is like while you're watching it, it's just sticking out. And I think well, the- I think it's also more noticeable in this because it's just not the same budget. Yeah. When people keep saying that this should have been a movie, you know, those things are going to look better when you have a film budget. There's still going to be instances. I think whenever you use green screen, you can always freeze it and find something that's going to look fake. Mm-hmm. But for this, there there are like sequences of frames that are looking fake. It's not like you have to pause it and it looks a little funky. It's just entire movements. Right. I, I'm like, I, but I don't even thing, know if you can consider it a nitpick at this point because I think... It is very apparent. And I think the yeah. worst part of it is Kanchu is... He doesn't look good at all, and he's such a major part of the the series. That's the person, basically, the puppet master to Mark, and like he shows up in his thoughts, and he's very very much there. And when that doesn't really look too good, then that kind of takes away some of the moments. But yeah, and Kanchu is uh, such a dick. He's got such a vibe to him where I can understand why the gods don't like him. And he's got that swagger to him where he's acting cool in our world, even though he's a nerd in his world. So he's just acting <laughs> yeah. like he's so tough and so powerful and just bullying all these poor human beings who are just, just trying to live their normal lives. I mean, poor Mark Spector. But they drew so many, you know, some parallels between them that they are both kind of broken individuals um, that nobody really seems to trust. And they've got unresolved issues, obviously. I, I, I Once again, I felt so bad for Mark Spector in that the, the court scene. Mm-hmm. When they bring in Arthur Harrow and he says, you know, this, he doesn't even know his real name. It's like, fuck, he, he's really lost, man. Yeah. He just needs to sit down with the doctor. Unreliable witness. No, yeah. It's, you know, Neon Genesis Evangelion. They, he, this guy's trying to save the world. He really just needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, men, but, will, men will let a god use them as an avatar before they go to therapy. <laughs> it was cool to see the other avatars as well. Obviously, the the one that Kanchi was friendly with. It's always an extremely attractive woman. Yeah, that's friendly with the wacky character who's ostracized by everybody else. Kanchi, obviously, at the end, he he sacrifices himself, and I felt bad for him. You know, being turned to a statue. It's kind of disturbing to think about <laughs> being turned to stone. Yeah. Possibly forever. No, I think I would rather like just a plain old jail cell. But especially when you can hear things too, that's got to be hell. Yeah, it's like when Annie was stuck in the Titan. Yeah, that's a good point. Or, well, Han Solo couldn't hear, but, you know, Carbonite. Yeah, that seems a little bit like heaven. That's, that just feels it's like just death. Just a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big sleep. <laughs> Leia, god damn it. Um, I was free. Yeah, but it was, it was interesting getting into the other gods and seeing how they work, how they don't really interfere with the matters of men, and how they view humanity, where Kanchu kind of, I guess, as much of a dick that he is, he's still trying to help in his own ways and you know i think the moral conflict between Kanshu and arthur and amit um you know it's an interesting like dilemma to wrap your brain around you know when do you do you wait till after the fact to bring justice do you do it before anything bad can happen or is this not anyone's place at all to bring this justice to humanity yeah but this is something that they keep going back to so I have a feeling I know how it's going to be resolved I, I don't think Amet's going to be released onto the world I don't think that she's going to kill 
how many people she's planning to kill. Literal, probably billions, right, at this point. Yeah. When you have to decipher between good and evil. Even though I, I'm really enjoying Ethan Hawke's performance. Yes, I think he's doing a, an excellent job. Right, I said this previously, that the whole vibe of the character is great. But I think even in this episode, it, it's becoming repetitive, almost. Um, where the only thing that I'm really interested in at, at this point is the character of Mark. Yes. So it, it, Oscar Isaac... I don't want to say he's carrying the show, but if it wasn't him putting on this sort of master class performance over these first three episodes, I, I don't know where I hold this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I did enjoy this episode. I think maybe it was my least favorite of the three so far. Um, like, I, like I said, I don't think that Amet's going to be released. I don't think that Ethan uh, Ethan Hawke doesn't want to stick around for to be a villain going forward in the MCU. They're going to fucking kill this guy. Uh, we have to wait for that cliffhanger. Yeah. Because that could be a game changer. And I think there's more to Layla than, like, meets the eye. Because we got that little scene with, I presumably, her mother, who forged her the passport documents and things. I always wanted to be a person like that. The forger? Just, yeah, the forger. Just great skills. You know, they can't tell the difference. It's a risky business. I know, but I'm a master. <laughs> People say that about me, you know? Yeah. Um... <laughs> With some of the history between her and Mark and what they bring up during conversations, like, I guess Mark is the baseline, right, at this point? Or who knows, actually, but that's what I've been, like, I mean, when you go back to the history of the comics, yeah, yeah. it is Mark. And, like, and then their relationship and, like, I guess her, like, realization now that she's embraced or realizes that he does have two personalities and Steven's there and trying to bring Steven out. Like, I think their relationship's been fine, but I I do think there's something more with that character. Because I don't think she's going to be just your stereotypical just sidekick and just go through this journey with Mark. And then at the end, everything's hunky-dory and, you know, they get back together and whatnot. Right, and she also um, she had the association with that that individual where they get the map from. Yes, so she's obviously got a past life where she was running around with Mark Spector, the mercenary, and like she said, she was stealing some artifacts, returning them, and then keeping some on the side. So she's a shady person as well. Kanshu says that that would be my next choice if you fail. So there's definitely going to be more to that character, and I think that there's still more to the story overall, that everything we're seeing can still be fake. Uh, everything that Kanshu was saying, everything that the gods are supposedly doing, I don't know at this point if how much you can believe it, but I do, I, I really like the Egyptian setting, and I like the idea, I, obviously Marvel has done this with the Norse gods and other gods as well, but bringing the Egyptian gods to a superhero universe, it's, uh, I think that aspect has been handled well so far, even if the CGI of Kanchu isn't so great. You know, the voice is intimidating. Him being such a shady character is also very interesting because you don't know how far he's going to push Mark. Yeah. Um, it was funny when Steven was like, stop listening to that crazy bird. <laughs> yeah, he's just a big-ass bird with a big-ass beak. He looks like one of those plague doctors. You know what I did like about their relationship, though, is that Layla is understanding that Steven is real mm-hmm. basically he is a real person and that she needs to be more sympathetic and a bit nicer to him she was uh, eyeing him down too <laughs> is that cheating no it's still oscar eyes it's a nice love triangle <laughs> i guess so i'd uh, be a love square actually oh yeah well i don't think she's gonna like the new guy he seems a little intense <laughs> hey man chicks dig that honestly <laughs> or you mean conchu no not conchu <laughs> okay <laughs> conchu's got his own own thing brewing 
if this if this show resolves with Kanchu and all the other gods just fighting against a Met and a big CGI clusterfuck, I'm going to be so it's disappointed. Look terrible. Unless, right. <laughs> unless they're saving all of their money and effort for that and it looks like better, but Right, but if they're doing that, it, it's a character that we have to I mean we still have to wait to see how it finishes, but it's a character that doesn't need that. It's not really necessary in his story. No, I think we always talk about with a lot of these movies that we like when the third act or the climax conclusion is more of a personal, uh, yeah. someone like it's more personal to the character. And I think more that this character more than any other character deserves that or needs it. But I do think it's going to have that conclusion where you really don't know what's going on or if any of the, what happened is real or how much is in his head or who Mark Spector is. So, um, and I think that's like an interesting little aspect for the show and unique to this character more so than a lot of the MCU characters. Yeah, that's what's really keeping me invested in the show because people keep saying, oh, it's so different from the rest of the MCU. It feels like an MCU product mm-hmm. through and through. The humor is there. And I think even at times in this episode is when the humor was sticking out for me in, in the wrong way. I think that sometimes they use Steven as a little bit of a bit sometimes. Right, and Steven, because he was the focal point in the first two episodes, I didn't really mind it because that was just who he was. His mm. whole character was very nervous and skittish and clumsy, but also sweet. And, and I think some of the moments here that he got with uh, Layla where he's able to decipher the map and um, find a Met's tomb. Those were cool moments, you know, because that is kind of part of Mark's character as well, that he has all this knowledge about Egypt. It's just locked away with Stephen. Uh, once again, that, that continues to be the standout of the show. And like I said, the mysterious uh, personality here that's uh, jockeying for control. But I, I wonder if, uh, you know, Hather is going to be an, an ally in the show moving forward. What it, What's her role going to be in this story? Now that um, Conchu has been locked away. Yeah, she seems to be the only person that believes him. And I don't know where Mark is able to draw his power from anymore if Conchu's not around. I don't know if they really address that. But um, it seems like, because even when he leaves, he tells Layla or Steven like, to tell Mark to come save him when he's all done. And I can see that being a, like a like a sticking point for that character where this whole time he's wanted Kanchu to leave him, but at the end, when he's finally resolved everything, he just goes back and frees him because that's just such a part of who he is now that he kind of needs that influence or kind of doesn't know what life would be like without it. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Teddy was wondering on the last review, moving forward in the MCU, would Kanchu just be a presence? You know, if they have a big conflict to resolve, does Kanchu show up? So... I wonder if we do see him freed or if that's something where they do keep him locked away. And it was, you know, for for a time, Mark had these supernatural abilities, but now he doesn't. Uh, The gods are real, but he's not supernatural. He was just borrowing that power. But you see him when he's not necessarily using that power, when he's dressed in street clothes, that he's still a very capable fighter. So I think I'm already looking ahead for this character, that... There could be avenues to explore the vigilante side of Moon Knight, where he is working the streets, where it's not a story that's spanning the entire globe, where it doesn't involve the gods, where it is really just a story taking place within his own head. Mm -hmm. But those aspects have been very, very strong. And episode four apparently is an absolute thrill ride. We're due for like a good twist and turn with this story. It just feels like that's where it's going. So, um, yeah, that's what everyone's saying. And I... Yeah, I'm just interested to see what what that turn is. What do you think about the suit, though? Do you like it? I wish it was more. I wish it was practical. Me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think there's there are screenshots from before they added the CGI, and I thought that that suit looked great. 
Mm-hmm. It was uh, leaks from, I think, months before the trailer had come out, or maybe weeks before the trailer had come out. But I, I don't know why they uh, feel the need to touch it up with CGI. It it, it kind of just makes it stick out a little more. Yeah. I think if the suit was just straight up practical, I think it adds an element of, and more, like, I think... Not only just aesthetically, but just intrigue in terms of like what is actually happening. Is that is that his suit? Does he have it under? Does he just put it on, or is it just because it just makes it feel like it's obviously it's I don't know. It just makes it feel like a little fake. And yeah, I said in the last review, it doesn't feel like I can reach out and and touch it. Yeah. So when he's in that suit, I just don't believe that it's Oscar Isaac in that suit. No. Um, and I think that does add to a show because it. it he is supposed to be a human character being a superhero, you know, and there's limits, there's limitations that come with that. Um, the fragility of being a, just a, a normal person. And obviously he seems to have some supernatural abilities there, but I also wish that was something that they would explain further, you know, instead of it just kind of happening and manifesting, I think that would have been a more interesting way to approach it. You know, seeing how he started this relationship with Conchu instead of doing this sort of mystery box type of situation. Uh, I guess that all kind of goes together with the multiple personalities, you know? We don't, <laughs> we still, at this point, they can flip everything, mm-hmm. and we can have a totally new perspective on this show and, and watch it through a totally new lens. And I imagine there are so many things that we're missing, Easter eggs that other people are picking up. Yeah, I'm sure. I think at this point, though, it's like, and obviously everything could change next episode or throughout the season, but I feel like it's pretty much they're telling us what it is. Like, yeah, he's crazy, but, like, this is actually happening. Okay. Whereas, like, the comic I read where you really don't know what the hell is going on, and you don't know who to believe, and you don't know, like, that, the internal struggle of what's going on and the outside perspective seems to be very much what it is, and... You know why I want it not to be? Because it feels all too predictable up mm-hmm. until this point. Like when they summon Harrow to the court, you know that what's going to happen, that they're not going to find him guilty. Even though he's so obvious, they don't, there's no further investigation into why he's in Egypt. They're like, he's looking for a Met's tomb. It's, oh, coincidence. Oh, why well, can't a vacation in Egypt? Very lazy for gods. Yeah, no, they're just uh, like it's um, the DMV, but for <laughs> Egyptian gods, they've really just fallen off, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're implying the DMV was ever on top. <laughs> yeah, there was a point in time where the DMV was just in its golden period. You'd walk in, walk out, five minutes. Like airplanes? Like, oh, i got to put my best suit on and go into the DMV <laughs> yeah. today. Smoke a nice cigarette. Take the family. Um, I used to love going to the DMV when I was a kid, though, because there was a KFC next door. My mom would bring me in. Give me some chicken. Well, just a look. Oh. <laughs> you said it bring me in. Like, look, honey, look at all the families who can afford chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like she'd get me some, you know? No, you're not. I'll yeah, she'd chicken. get me. Okay. Yeah. That's my little treat for being such a... Patient boy. Just <laughs> yeah. spending seven hours at the DMV. Yep. Fucking starving. That's why you got the KFC. This is the closest possible meal. <laughs> uh, but like I said, when Harrow shows up, you know how it's going to go. Uh, and even Kanchu taking over his body. That was he weird. He is the one who is the one. This is such an annoying bit. Yeah. Uh... But you knew what was going to happen. Like He wasn't going to be found guilty because it's only episode three. And it's just frustrating. It, it feels like they are dragging out a movie. I mean, from like the Twitter, like seeing what people are talking about, a lot of people like, I think this like top tier Marvel show, like the best one they've put out so far. Obviously, you got to wait for its conclusion before I make any judgments on that. I think so far, I know, I think I it's... I can't put this over Wanda. I think people no, sleep not, on WandaVision, man. I, I think so, too. I don't WandaVision is still ahead. I'd put it on the same level, maybe, as some of the others, like, kind of trending in the same area, but I, I still think WandaVision is the best thing they've done. 
Yeah, and I think even three episodes into Loki, I was more on more invested into what was happening there. Yeah, because I think Loki just had so much more universal impact, like in terms of the MCU, where this doesn't really have that yet. Well, I love the character of Moon Knight, so I guess for me, it's I'm happy to see that so many people are enjoying it, mm-hmm. and I want him to play a larger role in the MCU moving forward. But I think it was bad for me to reread some of those Moon Knight comics before, because <laughs> now I just kind of want to see those stories, and that's unfair, I guess, because this is a, I think it's, so far, it's been a decent interpretation of the character. It's definitely keeping within the essence of the character where it doesn't feel like they're changing too much. But even the comments they said, oh, we're trying to distinguish from Batman. Yeah, sometimes it's all right to just be a little like Batman, you know? I mean, he did that glide move. Did that glide move. out of the Batman handbook. Yeah, no, he was fighting a bit like Batman in this Mm. one. But, uh, you know, I just watched the warehouse scene from Batman v Superman. Mm. That's a fight scene, you know? Come on. And this guy, Moon Knight's out there killing, right? Yeah. Like, he's straight up killing people, right? Yeah. So throw some fucking crates at people, you know? Yeah, and, like, a lot of his weaponry, too, is supernatural. S- yeah, but, it, you know, he's straight up got batarangs. Mm-hmm. Anime has no problem copying. That's what I love about anime. They're like, one show has a cool character, we're all going to do that. <laughs> but with comics, it's like, you know, they've been doing it for years when it comes to the actual comic books. But on screen, they're always like, oh, we need to differentiate Miss Marvel from Mr. Fantastic. Why not? Make them both stretchy. I've never had a problem with multiple stretchers. The MCU having a Batman presence to me is something that's awesome. So I hope he does kind of get it under control here a bit. It gets back to the streets. Yeah, maybe it happens where he doesn't go back to Conchu, but he still dons his own suit, Moon Knight suit. I think that's how it's definitely going to end. Yeah. Where it's the Conchu stuff is going to be, they're going to wrap that up, and he's just going to be Moon Knight. A lot of people are um, guessing that Blade is going to show up at the end of this with uh, Jon Snow. You remember Eternals? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) That was one of Harry Styles, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. This weird little. Sounds like a joke when you say it. When it comes to where they're moving this story, I think Teddy really made a good point last week that he felt like the first two episodes could have been one episode. And even this episode feels like (laughs) this all could have been one movie. It really does feel like a a movie for me. And I think that the MCU shows have had this problem. Uh, The first one that really stuck out was the Captain America show, Mm -hmm. where it's like, they're just pausing this. Just keep moving it forward. WandaVision was episodic. Yes. And Loki, I think so too. But yeah, I'm way more excited for episode four than any other episode so far because of what people have been teasing about it. But I, I don't know. Any last thoughts, Aaron? You think I'm going to get killed in the comments? Yeah, I think you hate Moon Knight. Hate Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar Isaac. F- you hate Oscar Isaac. Since when? I once called him the best actor of his generation, and you, yeah, that was absurd. you scoffed. Is he not proving it? He's on a good run. I still don't know if it's a good English accent or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> Those are oftentimes the best accents. If people tell me it's spot on, then maybe I'll give him some credit. <laughs> right now, I think it's great, but... Top five of his generation? Jesus Christ. Well, what generation are we talking? Are we going uh, back since he first started until now? <laughs> Why did you just have a Boston accent there? <laughs> started? Something? You're upsetting me. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week for Moon Knight. Wow, we hate Marvel. <laughs> Had to come at some point.